What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Verzi Effect Podcast Show. My name is Paul Verzi. Today is Saturday, February 16th, and you guys are listening to episode number 99, part two. That's right. This is the first time in the history of TVE where I'm doing a two-part episode. So the first episode, I gave you guys over an hour, or I should say the first part of episode number 99. I gave you guys over an hour. And uh, as you guys noticed, I was not able to get to the movies I saw. I didn't really get into sports. Uh, I was talking a lot about the news stuff going on. I was talking about, you know, how radio is stupid. I was, you know, talking about being on the wrong medication for those four days. Uh, Some stuff that happened with comedy. But I realized, you know, we got a lot more to get to. So this will be an extended version of this. So you will have a couple this week to listen to. You will have a lot of time for the Verzi Effect podcast. Um, and this is the uh, Eve show of 100. So that that's coming up next, and that'll be a good one too. Uh, still don't know um, exactly what day I'm putting that on, but I would say it will be roughly within a week from now, and it's going to be um, it'll be a good one. That'll be the 100th episode. As you guys know, and as I stated in every episode, we are sponsored by the Versi Effect Podcast. is sponsored by Butterfly Radio. Download the free app on Butterfly Radio. Uh, on, on your iPhone, Butterfly Radio, and it allows you to uh, send an audio message to your favorite podcast. You can also register on ButterflyRadio.com to start your own podcast. Uh, you can have multiple podcasts on ButterflyRadio.com. So register today, and please download the free app on your iPhone. And um, I have an, I had another uh, entry from uh, Denny. Denny had asked me um, about predictions, so I'm going to get into that. We're going to talk some sports, and we're going to talk some movies in this half of the episode. Okay, like I said, did not get to that. Um, If you didn't listen to the first half, I am in Syracuse here. I will be here for another day and a half. I leave tomorrow night. Uh, Sunday night is the last show here, and I'm getting out of here. I'm having a nice time here. Um, I did complain about not having a flat screen in my TV. Another complaint I have here is I think a lot of people here in Syracuse should be ashamed of themselves because every other person looks like they could play fucking offensive line for Wisconsin. They are fat people out here, people. I mean, I'm talking bitches wearing fucking sweatshirts that look like they could fit on, I don't know, man, just a fucking rhinoceros. It's ridiculous. Just fucking fat bitches waddling around in their big Adidas t-shirts or fucking sweatshirts and their fat waddle feet. You know the people that, like, they waddle, but they got those, like, big, almost, like, nurse shoes and they walk back and forth. It's disgusting, man. Get a hold of yourself. Grow the fuck up and stop eating. It's fucking gross. Um, so that's where I'm at. I'm here in uh, Syracuse. Shows have been great. Both shows last night, uh, Friday night, were uh, were sold out, and the crowds have been the crowds have been great, man. It's it's a uh, it's a small comedy club in downtown Syracuse, but it, it it's great, and I'm having a good time doing a bunch of new material. All right, well, we're gonna get right into sports here for part two couple of things and then I'm going to review um, three movies for you guys because I've been in the theater so uh, hopefully you enjoy that part so uh, sit back relax and get ready for episode 99 part two okay Denny's question to me on the podcast uh, on Butterfly Radio was what are my predictions for sports this year who's going to win the NBA title how many um, majors I almost said masters like he did in the question. Um, <laughs> how many majors will 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 Tiger win? Will Tiger win a major this year? 
Okay, hockey, I don't know much about either, Denny, so I hear you on that one. Um, what's going to go on with baseball? And um, I'll even talk a little football, but there's not really much you could say now. So, moving right to basketball. Predictions for basketball. As I said before the NBA season started, and I'm, I'm sticking with this, I think the acquisition of Ray Allen to the Heat is going to be why the Heat repeat. Also, if you factor in the fact that LeBron James has the monkey off of his back and he is um, playing kind of for fun and for himself now, almost as if he's playing with house money, is very dangerous, especially come playoff time. I'm sure the playoffs will bring the best out of D. Wade. Um, you also have, you know, just those role players that have been there. Experience goes a really long way in the NBA. Um, as much as I hate, hate, hate to say this, I feel like the Heat will beat the New York Knicks. Maybe not. Knicks are my dark horse, but uh, maybe that's wishful thinking because that's my heart. But, um, you know, gun to my head, as uh, as they say in sports talk and predictions, gun to my head, I take the Heat beating the Knicks in the Eastern Conference Finals, and I think it's going to be a repeat of Oklahoma City. And the Heat, and I think the Heat are going to win it again. And I think that with LeBron being able to kick the ball out to the corner of Ray Allen, I think that that's going to be deadly, and like I just stated, the experience. So that's my prediction for the NBA. Okay, do I think Tiger Woods is going to win another major this year? Yes, I do. I think Tiger Woods is going to win a major. Uh, You asked me where I think he'll place in the Masters. You said he'll be around like in the top seven. I have a feeling that Tiger Woods is going to be in contention to win the Masters on Sunday. I don't know if he's going to, but I think he's going to have a good one. I don't know if he's going to win it. I think he can win it, but my uh, my prediction is Tiger Woods will win a major, at least one major this year. I think that he's really getting it back together. I think that now that all that stuff, I, I think it takes a long time to really get the shit that happened in his life out of his system. You know, he's a human being. He, he lost his... Fine, you know, granted. Rightfully so is his own doing, his own actions and bad decisions. I totally get that. I accept that. Um, and, and, you know, as he does. But now, I think he's got another girl, another, you know, another woman in his life. I'm sure he's settled into the lifestyle of visiting his kids and his kids kind of having some understanding of what's going on. And, um, you know, the guy's still Tiger Woods, still has a lot of money. And um, he's still a dominant player in golf. So I think all those things factored in. I think that Tiger Woods is going to win a major this year, maybe two. But uh, my prediction is yes. So that that's where I stand with that. Hockey, I know nothing about. Um, so, I, you know, I don't know. I don't know if the Rangers could do it. I don't know if, if the Bruins could do it. I don't know fucking who can do it. Yeah, I know it's a short season. Anything could happen. And... I don't want to insult the intelligence of my listeners by trying to say something as if I know. I know nothing about hockey, guys. I really honestly don't. The only thing I know is that last night, the goalie of the St. Louis Blues made an insane save when he slapped the, the, the puck with his stick and then caught it with his glove. But I couldn't tell you. I think his name was Jake Allen, but it's because I just saw it last night. I don't know anything about fucking hockey. So I would be I would be wasting all of our times talking about it. Okay. Uh, baseball. Look, what can you say? The Angels. I mean, the Angels have really... I mean, they got Albert Pujols. Now they got Hamilton. I mean, I don't know. If their pitching is good, how can that fuck up? I mean, I know I've seen Yankee teams that were great like that and not do it, but 
I also didn't like a lot of the personalities of the Yankees. I think the Yankees will obviously go to the playoffs. I mean, I still think with the talent the Yankees have in the infield and, and their pitching, I think that, you know, barring any injury from CC Sabathia and everything like that, I think Pettit's coming back. You know, Mariano Rivera, um, I know he's coming back from a bad injury, but he's still Mariano Rivera, and for him to come back, he wouldn't come back if they didn't see really good things. And don't forget, before he got hurt, he was almost having one of the best years he's ever had. So he's unbelievable. So I think the Yankees will make the playoffs. And then once you make the playoffs, you know, the Yankees are one of those teams that can make the playoffs and win the World Series or make the playoffs and get knocked out in the first round like they've done many times. You've seen it against the Detroit Tigers. It happens a lot. So I think um, it, it'll be interesting. The American League East always has a bunch of teams that are in it. Boston, you know, Baltimore, the Yanks, Tampa Bay. So, you know, who knows what's going to happen there. Um, the Mets are a debacle. The Mets aren't worth talking about. They're an embarrassment. It's a joke. Um, talking about the Mets is silly. They really need to do a lot more. They, You know, I'm really not saying that to be a dick. They're just bad, you know. They're like the Jets. What can you say? So... But you never know. Baseball is such a long... See, that's the thing about baseball. You can't make a prediction. You could say who you think is going to be good, you know. But you can't really... Nobody I, Nobody was going to say the Giants were going to win it last year. I mean, maybe, but like you can't... That's not... You think of the powerhouse teams and you just say them. But at the end of the day... It, see, the problem with baseball is baseball is a half a year long. It's, it's like the whole fucking... It, it's... It almost feels like a whole year of a season because with all the... the the hot stove talk, and then the and then the training camps, and and then this guy's this, and this guy's that, and then it, there's a hundred and what is it, hundred and sixty-two baseball games. It's just so long, so you know I don't know. So, but if if you want me to make a prediction now, I will just take a guess. This is a shot in the dark. I will say that the Angels will go. To the ALCS against the Yankees. And I, I ain't going to make any predictions on, on who's going to win it all. I mean, of course, I'll say the Yankees. but uh, And then in the National League, I mean, who fucking knows? I'll say, let's say the Cincinnati Reds and say the Dodgers. <laughs> I don't fucking know. Um, but we'll see. You know, I'll make my baseball predictions when it's not this. Um, this is really premature. I, I don't know what's going to happen. Got to see who starts the season healthy and all that stuff. But I look for obviously you got to see what the Angels are going to do. That lineup's going to be insane. Uh, Josh Hamilton, yeah, um, and Pujols is going to be pretty nuts. Uh, so that's it for sports predictions. Now, got to talk about this Kobe Bryant and LeBron James. Everybody's been talking about it. It's all over. It's all over the place, and it, it's silly. It's All Star Weekend. That's what happens, and it's because LeBron James is playing out of his mind right now. And and make no mistake about it, folks. LeBron James is playing out of his fucking mind right now. I mean, this shit is not normal. Do yourself a favor. Watch what this guy is doing. This guy is on another level of basketball. I would be completely and utterly shocked if he didn't win the MVP of the All Star Game tomorrow. Um, he's, he's, his confidence, his shooting, he's just, he's amazing. He's playing amazing basketball, and there's no doubt he's at the highest level of anybody in the game right now. Now, that being said, this whole Kobe and who's this and who's that, 
Listen. LeBron James has one ring, and he did it after leaving a bad team and going to a really good team with a lot of good talent. He won a ring. Now, you can't take it away from him. He played great in the finals, but he has one ring. Okay. Kobe Bryant has five championship rings. I understand he had Phil Jackson. I understand he had Shaquille O'Neal. But he also played huge in many of those finals games. He played huge. Please do not take away what Kobe Bryant did, even with the coach and the talent. He was the one shooting the ball. He was the one playing defense. And he did a lot of incredible things. There is no argument of who... Right now, if both players had to stop their careers, it's not fair to either of them because LeBron didn't play as much time as Kobe did. You know, he didn't. He really didn't. And, you know, Kobe is, you know, Kobe is still, you know, playing. And, and you know, what if Kobe wins another one? And it's just not fair. It's just not a, it's not realistic. They didn't play the same amount of years. They were on totally different type of teams. And, you know, one guy has ha- has all these championships. It's not fair to talk about a guy with five and is a guy who won one. You know, now, if LeBron wins like two or three championships over the next five, six years, and then he's got three, and then you look at his numbers, then you could, then it's like, all right, fine, you could compare. But until then, I don't think it's fair. I mean, one championship to five, and then people were saying, and this is what was annoying because we were talking about it on Twitter. People were saying, um, well, then that means Robert Ory, who's got seven, and Bill Russell, who's got 11, they're the best. No, you know that's not fair. First of all, when Bill Russell played, him and Wilt Chamberlain were playing with fucking white midgets, guys that were standing up to their dicks and their waists, and they were just, it was a fucking joke. It was like in black and white. It looked like a fucking silent film. It was a joke. So that's not a fair, that's not fair. And Robert Ory happened to be on the right team, you know, the right place at the right time at the end of his career, sitting on the bench, coming off, shooting some threes, making them and getting rings. So no, that's stupid, silly, and people know what we're talking about, so you don't have to say that. I'm talking about superstar starters who are in the league as superstar starters. Best player on their team, starters for their whole fucking career playing. It's not fair to say Kobe Bryant is under LeBron James when he's got five and LeBron has one. And again, LeBron James is playing better than Kobe Bryant right now. Ability-wise, LeBron James has more. I'm not saying that. But at the end of the day, Kobe did a lot of shit in a lot of big games. A lot more and a lot longer than LeBron James did. And Kobe Bryant took the big shot when the big shot needed to be taken by the big superstar. LeBron James has not. Period. I don't give a fuck what anybody says or how you slice it. The bottom line is LeBron James deferred the ball in some of the biggest moments and the biggest games in his career. And until he stops doing that on a consistent basis and until he has to be the guy with the ball in the big moment the way that Jordan did, the way that Kobe does, the way that guys like Paul Pierce do, guys that know it's their time to do it, the way that Carmelo Anthony does, until he does that on a consistent basis, basis then I would never give it I don't care how good he's playing right now so that that's where I stand with that argument period and I don't know what else can you say it's just a not it's not fair and that's what the media does and that's what you know ESPN wants to talk about and everybody oh no no nobody's been playing this good I mean listen he's been playing great for a month so did fucking Jeremy Lin and I'm not comparing the two I'm just saying let it let's see what happens
Let's see what happens. Do I think in the end LeBron will be somebody that people would take over Kobe? I do. I absolutely do. I think he's less selfish. I think that I just think right now it's a it's a confidence thing. And you know, Kobe has a little more heart. Kobe's got a little more heart and a little more desire. And I think being selfish a little bit has to do with that. Because I think although being selfish sucks, I think also that selfishness comes on having confidence in your ability and really wanting to put the team where you think you're the only person that could do it. I think that that means that shows a lot of heart and a lot of intensity and all that stuff. So that's where I stand with that argument. I know what you're thinking. God, this dude is funny and he knows his shit about sports. And you're right, people. You're absolutely fucking right. All right. Let's move on to movies. The Versi Effect podcast show, episode number 99, part two. I hope you guys are in it, because I am. I'm drinking my uh, my light lemonade here in my hotel room in the town of fat people. Western New York. Just fucking mac and cheese eating waddlers out here. All right. First movie is not in theaters. I got it on demand. It's a new release on demand. If you like bizarre, disturbing, fucked up, violent, weird, you're going to like it. It's with Matthew McConaughey and it's called Killer Joe. Matthew McConaughey plays a hitman who is also a Dallas, Texas detective. It's hard to say. Dallas, Texas detective. And he, without giving a lot away, he gets hired to, you know, give his service. He gets hired for his services to to do something. And uh, things get pretty hairy and go, uh, go off the tracks, I'd say. And um, it's really fucking disturbing. It's really, really dark. It's um, it's violent. It's a little confusing at times. You have to really see what's going on. But it, it was definitely... Um, I mean, there are a couple scenes. I'm not going to lie to you. The last 15, 20 minutes of the movie, my jaw was dropped. And I, I, I literally was shaking my... Like, it was sick. Like, sick. Like, there's some shit you're going to see in this movie. You're not going to... You know, and, and I'm going to say this. And I don't mean this to disrespect women. But if I was a dude and I took this request to see this movie, I wouldn't see it with my girl. I wouldn't. It's just really that fucking... And I don't mean that in any... It's just... I don't know if that's because I have a daughter now. But there's some <laughs> there's some parts where you're like, wow. Like, that's pretty fucking intense. So, but that that's what I'll say. I mean, if I didn't sell it, I didn't sell it. But, you know, I... You know, if you're home, you're doing nothing. It's late night. You're laying on the couch. I would definitely get killer joe on demand and and watch it and you tell me what you what you think of the movie that that's the review that i'll give you know um out of five stars i'd give it like three and three quarters just because i mean yeah three and three quarters is good out of five i think so I would definitely check it out. It was good. It's thoroughly entertaining, and you're going to be like, what the fuck? And I think it's based on a play, and um, check it out. So it's Killer Joe. That's the first movie that I'm going to review. Then I went to the movies, everybody. 
I saw two movies in theaters now. Uh, the first one, you guys probably saw. A lot of you people saw. If you didn't, um, I'll just tell you right now. It's plain and simple. It's straightforward. Uh, Zero Dark Thirty. I finally got to see that shit. Um, and I really, I mean, what can I say? It's basically based on true facts. So um, I knew what I was going into. You know what it's about. It's basically about the 10-year pursuit of Osama bin Laden after 9-11. And, um, you know, just what the CIA had to do, what, what our people had to do, um, where our people were stationed in order to find these, you know, these terrorists and find out, like, the information that they were getting and how they were able to do certain things. So um, I got to tell you, the last 25 minutes of that movie is, I mean, even though you know what's going to happen, your heart's racing. Because, like, they set it up where it's like they're going after the dude. Like, you're going to see what happened. They did a replica. You know, they did a replica of the compound, like, perfectly. And, you know, they just showed how it happened and how it went down. And it was pretty um, pretty intense, pretty cool, amazing to see it on that level, on a real level, not some bullshit. Like, it, it, and to be honest, I didn't get much of Hollywood from it, you know? I didn't get a lot of like, you know, over dramatic. It just seemed like holy shit like and then they show what I thought was really cool is they showed during the course of the movie how the United States was questioning, you know, people that they detained, like these detainees and and certain terms used for like how they would like set up or try to make the US go off track and what they would do and just it was really kind of cool and interesting. And um, during the course of the 10 years, you see the car bombings and the, um, I don't know if there was an embassy bombing, but there was like, you know, like certain hotels and how they would go after and when they would find out, like they had a list, the terrorists had a list of Americans working to solve the crime and, and, and to solve the, the terrorism. So they would go after the Americans and they showed some of that stuff. So that was really cool. And then finally... Um, they show like the percentages of, of if Osama bin Laden was in the compound. So I really like that. So, um, you know, if you're going to, if you, if you can make the movie, it's a long movie. It's about two hours and 37 minutes long, but I really enjoyed it. And you know, it's just, it, it was cool because it wasn't a movie where you're like, Oh, look at that acting. Look at that. It was just like, Holy shit. These are the facts. And this is what went down and everybody executed it really well. And I thought it was great. So I think that um, if you miss it in theaters, it's an absolute must DVD, but if you could still catch it in a theater near you, if, if, if it's still available, I would definitely do it. It's worth the, and the time went quick. Like the time went quick. If you just watch it and you're into it now, it's not a bunch of bullshit. You know, it's not like action before it. It's really what was going down. It's a lot of intelligence that we thought we had or that we might have not had, you know, and then you're, you know, you see holy shit and then it looks bleak and it looks like we're never going to do it. And then finally something happens. And like, I mean, I told me years, they were looking for suspects for years and then they finally got shit done and, and they figured stuff out and they took a chance and that's it. So zero dark 30, um, gets the Verzi effect approval for sure. So does killer Joe. All right. Last movie. I was in the theater last night. That's what I've been doing, guys. I'm not drinking. And I'm eating right. I'm losing weight. I'm feeling good. I'm doing a ton of new material on stage. So what I'm basically doing is I'm going out to the comedy club. I'm doing my shows. I am going to the movie theater. I'm going back to my hotel and I'm going to sleep. And that's what I've been doing. So last night was no exception. I went to a midnight movie and I didn't want to do it. I had to do it. There was nothing else. My choices were limited. 
at that time to about five movies, which actually five movies at that time is not bad, but limited meaning what I really could have saw. Like I didn't want to see a love story. What am I going to do? Sit in a movie theater alone at midnight watching a fucking love story? I'm not going to do that. I, I, you know, I, I don't do that with my wife. I'm not going to do it alone. So I had to do it with really low expectations, but I saw the new Die Hard movie. I know. I know what you're thinking. Why? I know. I know. The last one was so bad, it, I forgot even what happened. I know a lot of people think the first and second one were corny. I love the first and second Die Hard I was not, a lot of people disagree with this, relax, I know, I was not a big fan of Die Hard with a Vengeance with uh, Samuel L. Jackson, I just wasn't. I thought the whole Simon Says and the fucking running around the city, I thought it was fucking stupid, to be honest with you. Didn't enjoy it that much. I loved the one with the snowmobiles in the snow, the second one, and the airplane, I loved that one. It was a good Christmassy type feeling to it, just, and the first one is a classic. So then this fourth one that came out a year, a couple years ago, that was fucking terrible. And the one with Justin Long, I think, the kid from Dodgeball. I mean, that was just a fucking debacle. And um, now I go into this one going, all right. First of all, you hate the name. A Good Day to Die Hard, such a bad name. It just, it, 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 all right. So I go in with the lowest of expectations to see this movie, okay? And I'm almost pissed I'm there. And it was such low expectations that I've never done this before. I was in the movie, and I got my um, I got my Diet Coke, which I treat myself to because I'm staying away from soda, but when I'm in the movie theater, there's an exception. So I got my Diet Coke, and I asked the lady at the counter, what's your healthiest candy? I know, it's a, such a stupid question, but I asked her that. And she could barely speak English, but I was able to make out. She said, Raisinets. She's like, oh, they're just raisins with chocolate on them. And that was good enough for me. She talked me into it. <laughs> so I get my box of Raisinets and I get my Diet Coke. And I go into this movie. And for the first time ever, I'm saying to myself, if this thing sucks 15 minutes in, I'm just getting up and leaving. It's late. Fuck it. I'm not, I'm not doing this. So the movie starts and it starts... With some kind of Russian thing. Like, all right, this shit's going to take place in Russia, obviously. Anyway. Not great. But. I think the low expectations I have for it, there were some cool parts. Here's what I didn't like about it. And if this will save you ten fifty or eleven fifty or $12 or wherever you live, then, then and you want to wait for a DVD or you just want to skip it all together, it's understandable. There was too much joking around. Like he was going there on vacation to like visit his son because he thought his son was in trouble. But his son really works for the CIA and was trying to stop some Russian guy from getting into power. But he thinks his son is he thinks his son is like going to jail and doing some shit, which he was, but it was really kind of like a like a mission that his son was doing. And there's literally a scene, and there was one scene that I loved. He picked up this badass gun. Now, this is what this movie has. It's got some unbelievable chase scenes in cars. Unbelievable. Just wrecking shit. Like trucks blowing through cars. Explosions were unbelievable. Guns, helicopters, insane firepower, insane action scenes. I would be lying to you if I said it didn't have that shit on the highest level. That was cool. 
But like he would be shooting bad guys, like bup, 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 and these guns were fucking sick, and they sounded a lot better than bup, 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 but that's just my bad sound effects. So he'd be like, bup, 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 and he's shooting these guns, and he'd be like, "I'm on vacation." I can't stand shit like that. Like while he's killing fucking guys, him and his son are about to die, and they're like up against it, and I'm on vacation, fucking you dick. I'm on. Yeah, I don't like that shit. Then there was one scene where I think you could kind of tell there was definitely a stunt double. Just by the back of this bald guy's head, you could tell that it wasn't Bruce Willis. I hate shit like that. Other than those two things, and if that's being picky, that's being picky. Other than that, I think that it was unbelievable action. It ended kind of cool. I liked it better than Die Hard. I liked it better than Die Hard 3 and 4. So I would say that this one was probably my third favorite one just because it, it was happened in the same place. The story didn't get crazy. It was kind of simple and straightforward. It had somewhat of a father-son relationship thing into it. Insane. But, I mean, there were just things that, you know, again, going back to the things I didn't like about it. Like, you, they'd fall, like, stories in a building. Like, you just fall through glass and shit and then just, like, wipe off and get up and run away. You know. I, I mean, stuff like that is a little much. But, cool scenes, whatever. Out of five stars, I give it two and three quarter stars. But action, I give it like a nine out of a ten as far as action and explosive. So if you're an action movie junkie and you like guns and shit and you like that, and shooting bad guys up and stuff, I'd, I'd go see it. But you're not missing anything if you wait to DVD. I could put it that way. All right, so those are the three movies that I saw. Killer Joe, Zero Dark Thirty, and uh, A Good Day to Die Hard, which I believe now is Die Hard 5. Um, so that's where I stand. Tonight I'm actually going to go again, but I just don't know if I'm going to see Identity Theft with Jason Bateman and uh, Melissa McCarthy or... And I think that's really my only options now in the theater that I'm in. If you guys hear about this, if you hear this podcast, because I'm going to put this podcast up soon. This podcast will be up today, Saturday, probably within the next few hours. I'm going to upload it right when I'm done here. So if you hear this and you are on my Twitter and you're on my Facebook and you know of a movie in theaters that I should see that I had not mentioned, let me know and I will definitely check it out and I will definitely review it. All right? Because... um, I got some like, you know, I'm so into movies that I have like the cards for movie theaters. I got, you know, and they swipe the card every time you buy candy or every time you buy a ticket. And I got a free movie ticket for the next one. So I definitely am going to go see something. I just don't know what it's going to be. Maybe that horror movie, Mama, I don't know. Maybe I could go for a horror movie. Something different. So that was sports. That was movies. I gave you guys the unacceptables already on part one. So... I guess the really only thing, only thing left to, to talk about here is, um, hold on, I gotta sip my, uh, the end of my light lemonade. Only thing to talk about here will be some more plugs, things going on, but you can go to the Verzi Effect podcast for that. You could also listen to part one, the end of part one tells you where I'll be and what I'm doing. Have some more stuff coming up, and um, that's it. So, 
I guess yeah. You know, there's they got a they got a uh, barbecue place out here. It's famous. It's called Dinosaur Barbecue. It's in Syracuse. And last time I was here, I did it. You get unbelievable ribs. The ribs are great. It's like my favorite mac and cheese ever. And they put hot sauce in the mac and cheese, and you mix it up, and it's phenomenal. But I've had it already, and I'm trying to lose weight, and I'm debating. Maybe tomorrow for lunch I'll do a like because you could do like the half of ribs. Like you just get like three to six little baby ribs. It's not much. And then like a little side of a little side of mac and cheese. I don't know when I'm coming here next, so I might have to do it. I just don't know. But it's hard. It's hard. I've been eating. By the way, the flatbread at Subway has changed is, is unreal. It's changed my life. When they heat up the flatbread at Subway, just put anything you want on it, but when they heat it up and they make that flat pita bread warm and soft, ah, fucking unbelievable. Throw down a chocolate chip cookie afterwards. Cancel Christmas, everybody. That is the shit. Um, I'm kind of pissed off I'm not able to watch the dunk contest today. Because I love the dunk contest. The dunk contest is fun to watch. And I know, like, you know, you can't reinvent the wheel and all the dunks have been the same. But it's just fun to watch the, the you know, the basketball stars watch their peers dunk. And it's just really fun to watch. I'm not going to be able to see. Also, I like the three-point contest. And I'm waiting for a three-point contest where somebody hits, like, all but one or all of them. How sick would that be? Just every shot went in. That'd be awesome. Never been done before. It's going to have to happen one of these times where somebody just doesn't miss. That'd be great. And I don't care. I mean, I don't care about the All-Star Games. Does anybody really care about the All-Star Game? It's like 130 to 120, and, you know, and somebody gets MVP. But I will predict LeBron's going to win the MVP just because of the level he's playing at right now. He's going to take that over and put on a show. I almost wish I could bet that. I think he can bet that, but I would definitely bet that. I would bet that he's going to do that. Um, I just... Talk real quick before I get out of here. Talk about uh, like where I'm performing. I had the weirdest thing happen last night. All right, and I've been joking on Twitter about it, but downtown, um, downtown Syracuse is a shithole. It's a shithole. People get stabbed down there. Like it's really fucked up. And it's like near where the it's like right where the comedy club is. But the comedy club, the people that come out, the comedy club's great. But like the outskirts, like aren't like where like the, a few blocks away is not cool. So last night, I parallel park. I had an unbelievable parallel park. If you guys saw it on my Twitter, you could see it. Go to my Twitter and look at it. I took a picture of it. There was like an inch on each side, and I didn't bump the cars. It was so close. It was amazing I got in there. It really was. So afterwards, I'm admiring my fucking parallel park. You ever do that? You admire it. You're like, oh, shit, look at that. Tilting my head, looking on the sides, tweeting it, taking a picture of it. And I start walking to the club. And this, this homeless dude just walks right up to me close. And in my mind, I just had this flash. Like, dude, this dude's going to stab me in the stomach right now. Like, I can't go out like that. I can't drop dead here in downtown Syracuse. It's not, I can't go out like that. So he just looks at me goes, man, can I ask you for a favor, man? And then he just goes, I ain't eating in days. And he showed me his hands. But, like, the top of his hands. Yeah, like these long fucking fingernails. But, like, I don't know what that means. Like, I'm not a doctor. I can't look at someone's hands and go, oh, you know what? You, you, yeah, you got that malnutrition vein in your hand. Like, I don't know what, I don't know what he meant. I, his nails were all screwed up. But, like, so I just gave him, like, 35 or 45 cents. And, and just, and, like, he almost looked disappointed that I didn't give him more. And then, like, he just went on. But, like, he was like a zombie. 
He wasn't like a home. Like he was just like uh, he was like shaking and like and he showed me his hands. Does that? Does anybody know what that means when a homeless guy shows you their hands? I I, I never I never had that in a pitch. I've had them like ask for a certain amount of money. I've had them like sing and dance. I've I've seen all kinds of shit, but I've never had somebody just be like, yeah, "Look at my like." Showed me his hands, like and the and the and not like the like the palm of his hands for money, like the like the other like the the back of his hand, or the top of his hand. Really, really fucking weird, and creeped me out. And I was just glad to get out of there. But you know, I mean, this place. What is with it? It only it like only major cities. Like New York, Chicago, like there's certain major. Why is every downtown just a shithole everywhere? Downtown Los Angeles is fucking like crackhead creatures. Downtown Cleveland is 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 the most poor, shitty, homeless, infested. Downtown DC is a shithole. I don't understand what's going on with the cities in 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 these places, these downtowns, and these nice, you know places to go it's just you could go to a great tourist attraction great place to eat great hotels but when you go downtown in most of these places you like it's it's like you're fearing for your life i don't understand is cincinnati went to cincinnati oh great time great club great food everything nice strip place like like uh strips of places to eat and 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 shop and they're like hey don't go to that side though don't go to downtown and it's like why Fucking scary, man. That's why I see. This is why I'm not. I'm, I'm not gonna get political, and I'm not gonna get into the whole thing. But this is why I feel like it's crazy to to not let people be able to protect themselves with guns. Because I feel like if you or me or citizens like us don't have anything. I think these bad people are still going to get them. And then they're going to know you don't have them, which I think is more dangerous. So then you get out of your decent car. I mean, I'm not driving a fucking great car. You know, I'm driving a 2012 Nissan. You know, I got a nice car. My car's nice. My car's fast. Looks nice. It's not a Lexus. It's not a, it's not a BMW or anything. But... If somebody knows I'm getting out of that car and I don't have a gun, they know I don't have a gun, and they do, I'm fucked. And going to these downtowns, do yourself a favor, okay? For all you people out there, and listen, I'm not, I'm definitely against like, you know, I'm not really a big fan of our president, and I've made that pretty clear on this show, but you know something? I agree with some of the shit that he does, and I agree with like, you know, like semi-automatic, like fucking just pressing a thing and the magazine shoots out, like... Um, there's no need for that. I could, you know, and they should definitely make it more, um, more strict. Gun laws should be way more strict and stuff. I definitely agree with that. But I just feel that, like, if you sent your kids, if you're 100% against guns and you think all guns should be gone, let your son or daughter get out of the car in downtown Syracuse or downtown Washington, D.C. or downtown Cleveland. Let your daughter who you love more than life itself, who means everything to you, your precious daughter, okay, or your son, let them get out of the car at 12 o'clock at night and walk to a theater where their favorite band is playing 
or let them leave the theater where their favorite band is playing. They got to walk to a car that's five blocks away alone with crackheads, people with, with nothing to lose when you have everything to lose, and just let them walk to the car knowing that there's a chance this person has something. And then you tell me you don't wish that your fucking son or your daughter who you love so much in this world doesn't have some sort of protection. And don't tell me, oh, they can have a fucking pocket knife. Give me a fucking break, man. That's what I'm saying. And, and I really, it really hit me yesterday, and I really felt it yesterday. Because this dude that walked up to me, he came up to me, and he looked desperate. He looked like he had nothing to lose. And he looked like if he had a really bad day and needed fucking money, whatever change that I had in my wallet, this dude could have just fucking taken out a knife, fucking stabbed me. And I know that can happen anywhere. And I know that that's a crazy example. And I understand, But I'm just trying to make a point here that I think those people, like, through, you know, just underground shit... And, and would, like, would love the fact that they could go up to people that they think are, you know, comfortable or have money or, or have a car and have some shit in their wallet. And they know, okay, man, if I take out a gun, they don't have shit. They just have to give it to me or they're going to die. That scared the fuck out of me, man. And I was like, as I, as I left the dude yesterday and I walked into the comedy club, I just realized, like, holy shit, like, I had a flash that that shit could have just happened. And you hear that. Just Did you just hear Like, yeah, some fucking desperate, crazy homeless dude just fucking killed people. And they don't care. And then what's the next scene? The innocent, normal, good person is dead, off going to some fucking morgue, and the coroner has to come up with a report, and the family's devastated. And this fucking piece of shit, nothing to lose, had nothing anyway, probably doing him a favor going to jail, is just sitting there with a blank look on his face like he doesn't give a fuck. And, and the most devastating tragedy happened, man. That shit happens. Fuck that, man. Fuck that. And it's very easy for people to say, okay? And again, this really isn't, I swear to you, this is not, I am a, I am a registered independent. This is not political. This is a fucking real thing. This is a person thing. This isn't a Democrat or Republican thing. I'm just telling you guys from experiences I have on the road and things that I see downtown and I see in all these fucked up neighborhoods, I'm telling you right now, a lot of these people that think that you should not have protection are not seeing this shit. They're not. I promise you, the majority of people, because you want to know why? Because it's impossible to. It is. It is impossible for you as a human being with people that you care about to see all of these cities that I see in my travels throughout the country, throughout so many different states in America. It is impossible to see the shit that I see and then say to yourself, no, nah, nobody needs protection. Nobody, nobody needs protection. Nobody needs a... If you do, you are a naive fucking asshole who needs to be stuck up at gunpoint in order for you to get the fucking point. Period. Okay? That's just the bottom line, and that's how it is. I got kids. I have a son and I have a daughter. And I will be damned if I let my child walk through some of these cities that I have to walk through getting out of the car. And again, a lot of times, 90% of the time, the comedy clubs are not in it. But a few blocks away, where sometimes you just drive through or you hear about, are awful. And I've seen it. And I just think that you get some crazy fucking dude to just go get a gun and be like, I'm going to stick up the next Lexus I see, and I'm going to kill the people and take their money and take their Lexus. That shit exists right now all over the place. 
fuck that. And I I really truly believe that. Um, I remember this one dude. They showed this baseball player. I think he was on the Houston Astros, and he was a pitcher or something. And he was driving in his car, and that cameras were in there. And he's like, "Yep, I got my firearm right here." And he goes, "Yep." And every time I drive through this neighborhood, and he took the gun out. And he goes, yeah, I took the gun out, and he just left it right on his lap because, you know, I got the safety on, but I just kind of keep it right here when I drive through here because a lot of things, and people were, like, stuck up at gunpoint and stuff. And he goes, yeah, I just drive here, and I have this here, and, you know, this lets me know I'm all right. And I was like, absolutely, man, absolutely. Because if somebody comes up and, and tries that shit, you're, you're protected, and, they're, they're, you know, and they're not going to fuck you again. And, and I, I really, I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a big, I'm a big supporter of that. But I don't think that somebody like a, a normal citizen or civilian should be able to get a fucking AK-47. I mean, that's a little, you know, protect your family. Get a handgun, get a shotgun, get all that stuff. I'm all for that shit. But I don't think, you don't need like an Uzi and shit. I mean, it would be gangster. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I'd like that just to be like, yo, look at this shit I got. Just fucking pull out an Uzi that shoots like 30 rounds in a clip. That I man's amazing. But you don't need it. And I could understand the argument to restrict that and, and to make that harder to get and all that. So please, uh, understand that. I am for definitely some sort of control of it. But I got scared last night, people. I got scared last night. For a split second when this dude walked up to me, I was like, okay, there's like 70% chance he wants money. But there is definitely a chance. Like, you know, and I got out of my car and I had a leather coat on, you know. I had some, you know, some, some fresh Nikes on. I had a leather coat. Not gonna lie, I had a cashmere sweat. I looked good last night. All right, I looked good. I was fresh, clean, ready to go. And uh, I was like, man, just for a split second, I was like, this dude can just, like, what if this dude wants my leather jacket? Or what if this dude wants to stab me right now, take my leather jacket, my wallet? I'm gonna be laying here on the street bleeding out. I got scared. And I was like, man, if I had a gun, I wouldn't have to worry about that shit. Some of you were pissed at me for talking about it, but I gotta do it. If you you know what if you're pissed about anything that I just said about that you stink because it was just an honest thing that I'm going through here and and um you know that New York Gi- that guy on the Giants back in the day Steve Smith and then he got whatever happened to Steve Smith and then he got traded to the or he signed with the Eagles and you haven't heard from him since but he um he got robbed at gunpoint in Jersey and I think after that, he was like, I need a gun or some shit. I don't know. Um, so, as always, guys, if you go, get me on Butterfly Radio, and if you have a story about that, or if you have a story where you were, you know, stuck up, or, or where you felt like, man, you didn't have protection, and somebody had a gun on you, if anything like that ever happened to any of you guys, any of my listeners, please let me know on Butterfly Radio, or email me. I'd love to hear the story, and, um, you know... Because like anything else, there's two sides to every coin, and that, that's why I am a uh, registered uh, independent, because I think everybody's full of shit, and I think nobody listens to reason, and I don't think people can get in a room and talk, and I don't think certain things need to be political. Certain things are just real things, you know? You ever think about that? Like, it doesn't need to be political. It's not political. Just sit down and talk about some shit and find out a way to do it, you know? But if you did have that happen to you, or if you know somebody that got robbed, let me know. I'd like to just, you know... Find out what the fuck happened and, and just, you know, because 
Scary shit, man, especially when you have kids and you know your kids are going to travel and go to places. You're like, man, that's not... The good thing is I'm getting educated on this traveling shit and I'm finding out where to go and what, where to stay away from. So, you know, if friends or family or anybody say I'm going here, I can be like, yeah, well, just make sure you stay off of that street. <laughs> so that's it, everybody. Uh, I wanted to give you guys a little bonus round here. Let you guys know what's going on here on my road trip in Syracuse. I'll be home next week, getting ready for episode uh, 100 next week. Got some shows coming up, so check me out on that. And um, that is pretty much the show. Follow me at Twitter or on Twitter at Paul Verzi. That is V-I-R-Z-I. Get me on Facebook and... um, Please keep the comments coming to iTunes. I have great reviews on iTunes, and I keep getting them, and I could get up into the top 100. That's what I'm trying to do. So, um, you know, if you guys are cool enough to go to Butterfly and download that and send a message, I'll get back to you. But, you know, please, if you did that, also go to iTunes, and let's keep building this thing, okay? You know what I do it for? I do it for you. That's episode number 99 in its entirety. This has been part two. And until episode 100, thanks for all the support, everybody. I am out of here.